0: podcast The Final Frontier these are the conversations of the friendship Matt Myra and Andrew Secunda their continuing mission to seek out old adventures with contrived civilizations to boldly watch episodes
1: that one of them has watched before well I can't because I wasn't recording well you wouldn't have missed you guys just missed some podcast gold I don't know about that you missed nothing Welcome to Star Trek The Next Conversation. I'm Matt Myra. I'm Andrew Secunda. Uh, we are back for yet another week of first season Star Trek. That's right. Some people say it's the best season. I say... Nobody nope. says How could we stretch a 10-minute episode into 44 minutes? And they have delivered.
0: Oh, wow. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> a negative coming out strong. Yeah with a negative take on it. Uh, so Andy, yeah. You know how
1: the show works, right? We uh chit-chat a little bit and sure. eventually get to the episode and we tell people in the time code, we tell them in the description where in the episode the us actually talking about. This week's episode comes.
0: Right. Because so that, that way they can miss. Yeah. They the can uh,
1: skip the bullshit
0: well, and get right to the other bullshit. A lot of people enjoy the bullshit. I know. But uh,
1: have, have you heard from anybody who said, great method, guys?
0: Have, have I heard from people
1: who said great method? Like have said, wow, thanks for putting the time code in there. Um,
0: yes. Oh, helped. definitely. Great. Uh, at least... Six or seven people said that's awesome. a great solution. And it makes it so much easier. Done. Um, we're going to keep doing it then. Other people complained about the length of the, uh, you know, the
1: the hailing frequencies. Oh, that we were doing thirty six minutes of it. Right.
0: Which I agree. I went too far because I was like, well, now you can just skip past it. M- well, bastards. Yeah.
1: Also, Andy's. I would describe Andy as a slow reader. No, I think you're wrong. You're a slow. Am, you're not a slow reader. You're I'm slow, a bad. You're a slow orator. <laughs> I'm not a slow order. As a matter of fact, I think if you compare... All right, let's read the same email. Okay. And time each
0: other. All right, let's do it. Forward it to me right now. All right, well, I'll get a long one. I'll also... This is, no, this is never going to work, because we're both just going to be racing through it. Do you really want to do this experiment? Uh, why don't we... <laughs> do you... So how do you organize the email? Um, I Well, because th- I think this is more of the problem. By the way, because I think when you read the summaries... I am thinking to myself: This is wh- taking forever. Why is he going so slow? So maybe this is just a problem that both of us are I such think it's narcissists. Just, we're so listening we're like, to each
1: other. I think we're just worried that we're not being interesting. or One hundred percent. Yeah.
0: But I will cop to that. A, a big problem I have. Oh, uh, there you go. Uh, a big problem I have. <laughs> you found it. You found the spot. I found, found where my voice is supposed to go. Uh, a big problem I have is that I read these emails. From uh, all you wonderful listeners out there, you supportive, wonderful people. Mm-hmm. And I have trouble going, you know, well, this person doesn't deserve to have their voice heard this week. I want to give everybody a chance. You could,
1: you know, what you could do is return the email to people you're not going to read on the air. Yeah. That way, you mean? They're getting a response. And the people that we do read on the
0: air get their response on the air. I do that, but, you know, we're getting a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of hails. Yeah. Oh, boy. So. You know, I'm a, I, I'm not a busy man, but I'm a man who has certain things to do. Whatever the case, we're clearly in this section of the uh, podcast. Captain, Captain, we are being hailed. <laughs> Sorry, that was wrong. Andy, at full volume. Uh, I don't need it again. Well, I was trying to hit stop. <laughs> oh, there's this. There we go. What do we got? Um, Here's what we got, pal. Um. <clears throat> Just clearing my throat (laughs) just preparing (laughs) to read what we have here we go bradley uh king guys so bad at killing time (laughs) vamping is not my strongest skill uh,
1: <laughs> Master improviser Andrew
0: Secunduck Improvising vamp is much more different. A, a different set of abilities because vamping is bullshit. Uh huh. Improvising is taking the moment and and connecting with the other people on stage and building a world. Well, why don't you build a world with our listeners? Because I'm focusing on finding emails at that moment. All right. Greetings and felicitations. While listening to last week's episode, Home Soil, I heard Matt mention that this episode was the only time a bathroom is mentioned in Star Trek. This obviously has been a running joke for a long time, as referenced uh, not only in-universe, Seth from Cochran asking if people in the 24th century ever pee in first contact, but also on your own podcast during the Andes theories jingle. Uh, however, the blueprints for the Enterprise D show a bathroom off of the main bridge to the crew's right. Tucked- <laughs> you don't think I don't know that, my friend? And the entrance, uh, the observation lounge, there's even a camera shot during the series. I was unable to find a clear still online that shows the actual door itself is labeled "head." That seems, yeah, really, um, there you go. Live long and prosper. Bradley guys. So you already said that you never, you never said it, but you know it is
1: what your stance is. Andrew, I see all the blueprints of the enterprise right now.
0: I have a photographic memory. <laughs> that can't be true, based on the <laughs> amount of arguments you've lost to me. <laughs> I'm not saying you've lost a majority of the arguments to me about what, but you've lost some arguments. About the to blueprints made. of the Enterprise? No, not about. Well, the that's of the all Enterprise. I'm talking well, about. You have a photographic memory for the blueprints of the Enterprise. I have a
1: photographic memory for many things, uh, mostly pop culture related.
0: Uh huh. That's it.
1: Okay. I don't know where else my skill extends.
0: All right, you've, you've been wrong about a couple of things. I don't think so. You, uh, I'm not wrong about this. You said the Fantastic Four was world's finest when it's the world's greatest comic magazine. <laughs> was that me or some other person you were talking to? <laughs> I know it was you because I was so happy to beat the nerd at his own game. World's fine, <laughs> uh, Whatever. <laughs> uh, whatever the case, Chris Pickler mm-hmm. tweeted at us, uh, super high and loving your podcast <laughs> before bed. <laughs> cool. <laughs> and... Uh, um, Let's see. Okay. Oh, you know what? Let's get into this. Uh, the Andes. You requested the Andes. Some categories, yeah. Some categories. Uh, we got a couple. Here's one. Here's a bunch from Austin. Um, and I'm not sure how we should handle it. Should we have people? Should we sort of put it out like these are the categories? Everybody suggest who you think fits into it or moments.
1: Um, you know, it might be a lot of work, but we could have people vote on the categories. We could decide the nominees. You know, and we can have four nominees. Yeah. And then we could have people vote for the Andes.
0: I'll read the Although categories and they'll see the winners, that's the problem. I'll read the categories and then you'll be a secret ballot. I understand. That's a problem. Uh, you tell me. Maybe maybe the, uh, the the way we shape this will sort of uh, become clear. Mm-hmm. So anyway, category suggestions: sexiest crew member, best crew member. That's sexist. Well, unless we make it
1: Riker, because why is it sexist? He's a hunk.
0: Yeah, it could be. A, it could be any guy. Could be a, an alien. Could be a, anybody. Sexiest crew member. I'm
1: Trying to think of who that would be. Right now, I gotta give it to Wesley. Really interesting. <laughs>
0: well, everybody's got their taste. <laughs> um, best crew member, overall most valuable crew member. We, we sure. MVC best supporting MVC. crew member. That's I think interesting. MVC is you going know? to be like the big, that's going to be the best actor. I, I, I definitely. Yeah. But his best supporting crew member is sort of interesting. We'll start the show with that. We'll format it like the Oscars. Okay. It starts with the best supporting category, <laughs> <laughs> best technical action, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> Like technical Oscars? What else does he shooting got there? shooting me down. That's mine. That was not his. <laughs> right. uh, best supporting crew member. Best episode name. Mm, that's nice. That's, I, like, oh, I like a good title. Best episode sure. title. Best theme song. Best written episode. Theme song. Oh, for... You're saying we're giving an Andy to the
1: our own podcast. I don't think
0: that's that bad. No? You no, want I think that's out meta? of
1: the – yeah, I think that's out of
0: right. it's the – it's meta. Out of universe. It's not canon. Sorry. Yeah. Austin. Awesome. Best effect. Worst effect. Worst effect is definitely one we should do. Sure. Um, most awkward moment. Uh, uh-huh. yeah. And then Dan Stern had one. Most gratuitous use of the term rape gang. Yeah. <laughs> I think we know who's going to win that one.
1: Oh, I thought it would be the instance in which she used it.
0: Uh, yes. He claims that she only used it a couple of times.
1: I feel like she used well, it constantly. She used it a couple of times tachyar, within the obviously. first three episodes. Right, okay. So it
0: felt like it was all the time. And then they phased out the rape gang plot. I wonder if they were building something originally. They didn't phase it out. No? Season four, my friend. Oh, wow. Saley, I think. Uh, writes, hey, Matt and Andy, my suggested category for the Andes is least relevant input. Uh, I'm trying to put t- together time codes for a couple of them, but I have to go back and watch a few episodes again. Actually, that would be super helpful and would be more entertaining if you uh, if you have some thoughts. Um, just uh, give us the time codes and we can put it in the show.
1: That's all we got for the Andes. Okay. Well, we're good. We're ruminating. We're getting it out there. People
0: are hearing that we're looking for... Categories for the are Andes? we going to do a whole show? That's the Andes? yes. All right, I'm going to figure out how we're going to structure that color question. Hey, dudes! During the Home Soil podcast, you had briefly mentioned the colors uh, pertaining to Starfleet uniforms. Could you please go into further detail, describing what each color means uh, pertaining to the function the crew member performs? Loving the flow of the podcast, Ryan O. Ryan, if you're taking the time to
1: write into a Star Trek podcast. One has to think, you know this information. (laughs) I don't know.
0: It's an interesting Uh, question. Okay,
1: well, I mean, we got to go canonically. I certainly don't. I can tell you that. Well, it's just very simple. Command is in Star Trek The Next Generation. Command is red. It's a command division uh, of Starfleet, Mm. which was in
0: yellow. Or gold. Yeah. Which was actually, it was green. It was a green. It but was a, a green red is,
1: in real life, a red yeah. is gold on television.
0: Was that their intention?
1: Uh, nope. Just red that way. Um, and uh, our good friend uh, John can correct me if I'm wrong on all of these things. But uh, as far as the divisions go, blue is sciences uh-huh. uh, and medical. Mm-hmm. So anyone who works in astrometrics, for instance, they're in a science division. They're mapping the stars. They're in blue. Okay. Beverly Crusher, doctor, medical, blue. Then
0: not the same blue, though, isn't, isn't same it? Same blue. I thought on Voyager I remember him being a little bit more turquoisey. I don't care about Voyager right now. All right. And I won't for fourteen years. <laughs> uh, what about when this becomes our real job because we're making so much money on this podcast? Well then I won't ever. Uh,
1: care because it's not going to happen. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Um, but uh, yeah, and then the the gold is operations and security. So that's why you have data in ops. Uh, he's the operations officer, so he's in gold. Uh, even though really, he should probably be in blue because he's the chief science officer. It's It's
0: you know, Okay. It's not that confusing. There's only three divisions. It really. is also something I guess you could have looked up, but it's uh, it's interesting. Yeah. Or at least it's something we answered, whether it's interesting or not. All right. Hello. My name is Pierre, and I'm a listener from South Africa. And then he has in parentheses, of all places. I love this letter. <laughs> Since I started listening to the Nerdist podcast a couple of years back, I always had an affinity for Mr. Myra's dry offhand comments and imaginative retorts. Mm-hmm. You see how fast I'm reading? Delightful. <laughs> Uh, and now, Star Trek The Next Conversation. It is a great delight to me because I grew up watching this show nonstop. Mr. Secunda, it is a pleasure to meet <laughs> in quotes, you on this podcast. It is always uh, great to listen to a real friendship over the air. And I love your theories. Fantastic. The Ricard shipping is just hilarious now. Um, and then the best sign off of all time best to us all pierre smith cape town wow i'm gonna sign off all my letters from now on best to us all because i love a, i love a cape town uh that's so generous ref. yeah uh pierre get your uh get all your star trek fans together in cape town and fly us out we'd be happy to come and put on a show is cape town uh what's cape Town like
1: south africa yeah uh there's some great luxury hotels
0: there let's they- go are we going to feel guilty? Are we? Is it? Are they surrounded by poverty?
1: Um, you know, Dave Matthews is from Cape. Is from Johannesburg, South Africa. So is that true? I, I got a figure. There is some trouble there, and there is some good parts there. I, you know, it's like going anywhere. Los oh. Angeles, even
0: very good. Henry Kivett tweeted at us. Uh, Tried to listen. Stupid data. Locked himself in a room with my iPhone and destroyed it. Took me a year to build. Uh, this is a reference to the uh, to home soil. Sure. Where data destroyed the laser drill. And the guy said, that took us a year. Um, Jake Coburn wrote us, uh, you should try to get Biff Yeager, who played Argyle, as a guest for the season one finale.
2: That would be amazing.
0: <laughs> hey, let me, is that guy even alive? Yeah, yeah. Can is. you look it up? Oh, that would be great. Um, Biff, if you're listening, please. <laughs> get in touch with us chances of that are zero uh paul wrote us i just realized robert picardo is johnny cab mind blown um he's the automated cab from tody total recall were you aware of that yeah all right come well, on total scary. recall bro all right. all right dude schwarzenegger cannon I'm total gonna, recall I'm gonna is gonna
2: a bunch
1: it. of a pile of crap you don't like the movie it was the no. first radar movie i saw
0: um, all right well you were a different age but the uh I, to me, I was like Philip K. Dick. This is gonna be
1: awesome. I saw it last week, and, first time.
0: And would, what? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, okay. It was the
1: first. I saw it in. It must have been '87 or '88, but I was six. Yeah. And I had to call over to my mother. Mm-hmm. I was at my my buddy Heath's house, okay. and uh, he was gonna show it to us. But I had to call my mother to ask. And my mother asked to talk to him on the phone, and I heard him on the phone going like. You know, it's a little violent, uh, but, you know, it's not terrible. And that was that was the pitch he gave for the movie, so she let me watch it. Hmm. Uh, Biff Yeager most recently appeared in Gilmore Girls, A Year in the Life.
0: That's the recent one? Yeah. Oh, so he's still working. Good oh, for yeah. him. Oh, yeah.
1: So I think he can work his way over the fucking hill <laughs> and come to Hollywood
0: and visit us on Star Trek, The Next Conversation. The, uh... The, um... The incident with the letter-writing campaign that he tried to start did not take Biff Yeager down. Good for you, Biff Yeager. (laughs) Oh, I thought you were reading an email and someone had some information. No, 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 no. I was just saying. Uh, Okay, so this one's titled Lack of Drama. Uh, do you guys think that the first season, aside from all of its many other problems, is suffering from a lack of drama? Uh, I, I do. I, I think I've commented on it many times. Mm-hmm. Namely, the lack of crew deaths, which I've also commented on, and the lack of truly malevolent bad guys, which I've also commented on. I comment on a lot of things. Number one, to this point, how many crew members have died on screen? As far mm-hmm. as I can tell, it's just Mr. Singh getting mistakenly zapped by the body-jumping alien. Um, At this point in the original series, I think there were at least 20 on-screen deaths by crew members. Agreed. Uh, Two, none of the baddies of the week have really been all that evil or compelling. Um, I agree. How much better would too short of season have been if the bad guy had been executing hostages diehard slash Air Force One style while negotiating with the Enterprise? Certainly would have given it more attention. And that's from Pete Kramer.
1: Well, Pete, I don't know if you're a fan of the Trek, you know, but... uh You'll get some Die Hard on a a starship. (laughs) All right. I
0: look forward to that. I love Die Hard. Season six. Good luck, Andy. Hope you can make it that long. Jesus Christ. Coach Kamsky says, uh, Matt and Andy, infringement aside, have either of you ever thought of rewriting and producing TNG episodes? Uh, We think about it often. We do. Andy uh, himself
1: is really, really gunning for us to... uh, do a fun little crossover with quantum leap i've mentioned it on the talk salad podcast for anyone who crossover listens i really want
0: to figure it out matt has matt has shot down many of my my ideas well let me tell the internet fundraising let me tell the internet
1: andy's first idea okay uh his first idea was to kickstart this script uh for one hundred (laughs) thousand dollars So he would ask you, the listeners, to give us one hundred thousand dollars to write fan fiction in script form. That's true. Uh, I said, Andy, I don't know if you understand the internet, but they will tear us apart. It is not something to do. And I was, I even told him, you can do it, but don't put my name anywhere near it uh-huh.
2: they'll, because
1: they'll eat you alive. It's fucking rude. Because of the anger.
0: Oh, I mean, they just it's a ridiculous thing to ask for. But, you know, professional writers get much more than that. Uh-huh. That's what I, That's what I don't process. Oh, boy. <laughs> even, though, even though we're doing this for free. Andy, and I'm uh, delighted and I'm
1: enjoying it. I would like uh, everyone who's hearing this right now to tell Andy what he thinks about his $100,000 Kickstarter idea. To write a spec script.
0: Well, just call my agent. Maybe maybe he can negotiate or she can negotiate. Um, I'm honestly not sure who my agent is based on the amount of people that I talk well, to. Well,
1: he has face and body blindness.
0: Right. Um, I know it's a person.
1: So, anyway, yeah. So, that was anyway, one of his ideas. that was the first thought. And then I tried to hone him. Up. I was like, let's let's get it away from the crazy.
0: But I will say this. Uh, in, in response to this, I am excited... I've, I've come up with many ideas. I keep presenting them to Matt, who theoretically should be more interested in this project than me. Uh, he's shaking his head no. And independent of how much it costs. And he really has thwarted me and costs shot nothing. down. It costs nothing to do.
1: What do you mean? What do you mean? What do I mean? It costs nothing to sit and write a fucking script. That's not, Just not the time. perspective of show
0: business, Just Matthew. our time. Well, theoretically... It's something we would do for fun, not for profit. Anyway, this elevated the project to being that uh, I... Which I think would be more fun anyway. We we put together an audio uh, enactment of the script, getting as much of the original cast as we can. And he also was just like, that's too much. You're never going to get that. You can't get the rights. He was just giving me endless roadblocks. And I'm like, I'm saying... Yeah, many roadblocks. Let's...
1: Not figure many, it out. Not as many roadblocks as CBS's attorneys would give us.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying both us and the fans would love to see this crossover. <laughs> so let's figure it out. Let's not be negative nellies on this. <laughs> I am delighted that everyone is hearing this. And by the by the way, even when I said, All right, let's write it for free, Matt was like, No, I don't want to do
1: that. Yeah, yeah.
0: So it's not like he's uh, he's this uh, he's this hero who's willing to give it to you for free, and I'm this villain who's who's going to charge you a hundred thousand dollars. I would say the truth is somewhere in between, which is I want to do it in any event, oh, and he's bitching and moaning. No, no, the
1: in between is he'll do it for fifty thousand. <laughs> well, maybe <laughs> <laughs> then I have to split it with Matt.
0: Kickstarter
2: would but I, I, I think tell you Kickstarter would actually
1: ban the project. I think.
0: I think it's my. F- I think it's the pressure of my voice. <laughs> what are you talking about? I think I'm getting an echo again, but I'm, I'm just going to ride it out. This is. Is that it? Maybe I'm not. Oh, there we go. Oh, so I'm not pointing it at my mouth. Uh- at the eyes. The <laughs> eyes. He just gave me such wide myra. I was just like confused as to what was going on. How can I help? <sighs> anyway, if you're interested in that project, uh, we've come we've come up with various different ideas for it. Originally, it was the concept of that. Uh, of that uh, Scott Bakula uh, quantum leaps into Captain Picard's body and has to figure out how to captain the Enterprise, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. which is because it was based on can, could Myra do that, which he denied that he could, and I feel like he would do very well at it. I don't think I could do it. But that's the original idea. But then we realized, well, if we get Patrick Stewart, which of course Myra thinks we never will, then then we want patrick stewart to have a really sizable part so we're just trying to figure out the first time
1: i mentioned infertility on a podcast Uh i was reminded today by my wife it was the patrick stewart episode of the nerdist oh really that was the first person outside of my inner circle that i told that my sperm doesn't work you told patrick stewart i guess so i haven't listened
0: to it but we tell our heroes things (laughs) that we will not tell anyone else Anyhow Rick, Sperry. my dick don't work <laughs> Make it not so At ease <laughs> Thank you Gage sperm uh, Rick Sperry writes Great podcast gentlemen In honor of the show I've named a fleet after the podcast On the mobile game ST Timelines Join me <laughs> Oh I didn't even know there was a mobile game Oh yeah That's fun We should play it together jm jennings writes gonna form a jazz improv band called gene roddenberry's lawyer <laughs> <laughs> nothing but solos that start off good then turn to shit i love it it's great that's a very good email uh daniel peter hitch uh writes uh, in reference to our all of our uh, star trek theme park discussions mm-hmm. paramount london with trek land being built 20 minute drive from my house can't freaking wait but I will say, I went to this, the site he gave us, which is londonparamount.info, and you can look at it yourself, and it's I see no evidence of a Star Trek theme park. So uh, Daniel, if you have the more specific page to look at, let me know. However, Doctor Nope, um, <laughs> Dr. Nope wrote us, if you're talking about Star Trek theme parks, Paramount <laughs> owned King's Island in the 90s. Four words: Star Trek on ice. It was nuts. Have you seen this?
2: <laughs>
1: I haven't.
0: Oh my god! Oh, you know what? Do you
1: I want think to come have over have here? YouTube. Because I, I have, have it. I have watched on YouTube. Jerry Duggan showed it to me. It's uh, it's them
0: in Rockette style skating around. I'm going to put it on our on our Instagram if I can figure out how. Uh, which is. By the way, uh, at Star Trek TNC, the same as our Twitter.
1: So, one of the attractions at the London Paramount is Starfleet Command.
0: Oh, yeah? Yeah.
1: And what is it? Uh, London. Of the 50 attractions, 12 of every major rides. by the looks of things, we can expect a Starfleet Command coaster themed around the iconic Star Trek series. Yeah. It's going to be a major
0: roller coaster. All right. Um, well, I stand corrected, but I didn't see it on the site. I went to Wikipedia, so. I just called it Rickipedia,
1: which, if it doesn't <laughs> exist already, please make it. I want to know everything about Ricky Martin. Garrett Evelar writes. How was he the most famous Rick I could think of? Who'd you say? Ricky Martin. Ricky Martin. Who's the most famous Rick you can think of off the top of your head?
0: Uh, <laughs> right it's ricky martin and rick springfield the end i'm just thinking of rock and ricky rialto and gremlins but that's a fake that's person that's a fake person <laughs> um are you a
1: famous person named rick write us <laughs> rick springfield i said that oh i said that's ricky martin and rick springfield that's it springfield
0: unbelievable wow. I'm bad at the improv game categories. Probably. Rick Harrison? Who's, who's, that? who's the uh,
1: Pawn Stars? He's on Pawn Stars. He is? Yeah. I mean, that's it. That's all I got for you. Huh. If you know a famous Rick, write to us and put in the subject line, famous Rick.
0: Um, <laughs> Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Yeah. Who's that? A wrestler from the 80s. Okay. I don't know wrestling. Boy. I don't boy. know many things, guys. I know really? where to get good pancakes. Uh, I know how to write comedy and I'm great at sex. Those are the three things.
1: Uh, well, I can, I I can only at. verify two of
0: those things. And that is not chance. And guess which two. <laughs> Write it. Uh, Matt has said that the two, two of the worst TNG episodes are in season seven. Yes. I would like to know which ones he's referring to. Sabrosa and masks. There you go. Disengaged. <laughs> Hans Millen writes, hey, guys, loving the podcast. You're doing a great job. But Matt, for the love of God, will you stop dropping spoilers? Isn't the whole point of the show that Andy gets to experience TNG's good, bad, and ugly, completely fresh... I, listen, um, I've
1: actually held back a lot from him that I've
0: wanted to say. Or at so, least make Andy cover his ears or something. I have to, like. There was one dry giant harder. Spoiler that you dropped that I believe was from one of the movies in a previous episode, and I just pretended like I didn't hear it, but then somebody tweeted at us. What? Who I guess, I guess is not, is like me, not as familiar with you One of the movies? I don't I assume so unless Guys, it happened in a
1: spoilers for the movies do not apply to Star Trek the next
0: conversation. I feel like also that was a reason why I didn't why I didn't make a big deal out of it. But I, I, don't, know. Listen, I don't know. I don't know
1: where it is. I'll try to keep it as spoil free as I can, but it's hard when Andy asks direct questions. I do. And
0: I am um, filled with questions. I mean,
1: what do I do? Say maybe? <laughs> Wait and see? <laughs> why am I talking like
0: this? Um, I was just thinking, Mike S. says, uh, it would be interesting to see if when you have a larger sample set of episodes, is there a correlation between MVC and how many Andy's that episode got? Oh, that's interesting. Thought. It is interesting. Um, and I don't know. If somebody wants to do that correlation, please do. Uh, you can put it on a nice
1: uh, X, Y axis, get a nice graph going.
0: Sure. Um, let's see. Sarah Billingsley says, Micro brains. Um, hi, Matt and Andy. Uh, she's, a, she's a consistent writer to us. What if the microbrains are br- baby crystalline entities, and therefore they are all responsible for unleashing the terror of planet-killing monsters in the universe? Also, this is about the terraforming. That's an interesting theory. It is very interesting. Theory. I like it. Yeah. Um, David Marcus, uh, Kirk. Uh from Star Trek 2 put uh proto matter into the Genesis project to make the matrix work, which made that's Matt's it sure is. first mess up is Matt's uh which made the Genesis planet unstable and the project a failure. I think this is in response to yeah. us wondering why not? didn't if just use the Genesis Project. It, yeah. This explanation always pissed me off, but at least we got Spock back. LOL. That's
1: <laughs> true. We did get Spock back. It was nice.
0: Home soil. What happened to Arthur? Uh, Guys, I noticed when you played the Captain's Log near the end of the episode, Picard mentions they're returning to a star base with the three surviving terraformers, which is true. Does that mean they left poor Arthur's dead, giant, ugly bag of mostly water on the planet? No, because he was in the sickbay, but I guess he died and nobody addressed it?
1: Maybe he got put into matter, uh, you know, when they reconstitute matter for different uses on the
0: ship. What do you mean?
1: Like when you poop on the ship. Then
0: they regenerate
1: it into... The the matter gets blown apart and reconstituted into various things you need on the ship.
0: That goes into the replicators?
1: Uh, It's never explicitly said that it's food. Mentions uh, is cargo containers, uh,
0: boots, you know, things like that. But doesn't it stand to reason, (laughs) being as enlightened as they are in the future, that they are reconstituting compost into...
1: Who knows, Andy? That's a question... Food. ...that can only be answered
0: with $100,000. These, <laughs> these people are eating food cakes. Look, I just named $100,000 as a random number that, honestly, you know, is a very fair number for, for for two shows that are are long gone and you get to read two professional writers you know... I bet Dory would love to have a piece of that. She just walked in the door. I can't imagine. Dory, wouldn't you like to have $50,000 into your home for Matt writing a script? Oh, yeah. She's excited about that. How would
1: you feel if I were to kickstart that script fee for no reason?
0: not great well you you framed it <laughs> wrong what if he was to give the fans something that they really desperately wanted they've been dreaming about and they didn't even realize it for years uh-huh. dory and then ask for a hundred thousand dollars to see that script a reality dollars. yes wow that's a lot Ugh, dory you're a terrible agent <laughs> don't listen to her folks it's a reasonable fee
1: andy i talked to the people over there and i i just i I said it was a lot and they agreed with me
0: whatever the case it sounds either whatever we're paid for it it's a fun it's a fun project i want to make it happen with or without dragging matt behind me on it um okay i guess i'll just get through this um And I'll get to this. Uh, This was my favorite email all week. It is titled Stone Stone Trek uh, TNC. Unrelated to the other guy who says he was super high and loving our podcast before bed. It's from Chris Hayden. Hey guys, I was listening to the show the other day and accidentally slowed down part of episode 12, Data Lore. I was dying at how stone you guys' conversation sounded, so I put together a clip attached of you two talking about Omicron Theta while taking huge bong rips and listening to Dave Matthews. <laughs> <laughs> if nothing more than a complete waste of time, it made me laugh. Love the show. Keep it up. Oh this is super boy. long, so it's in Matt's hands when he wants to give me the high sign. To uh, all to, right, so recap
1: again. What are we hearing? We're hearing we what hearing it would be like if we were we were high, super stoned. Talking Basically about data lore,
0: doing the episode, taking huge bon grips, listening to Dave Matthews. Here we go.
3: Ain't data, if your duplicate functions, it may answer a lot of questions.
0: That's the reason.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> there, everyone disappeared from <laughs> this planet. <laughs> 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 the, uh, there, uh, you know. Here was here was my. My writing fixed to this. They should have had lore. I don't know what the chronology was. I guess they must have just disconnected. Him. Of what? The chronology of what? Of when? Uh, Love a Jimmy
2: lore- thing in the
0: background. What was the deal? Lore
2: <laughs> basically
0: fed all the all the people, all the colonists, to the to the Sheila uh, this I don't understand. understand. Because it's And like, then how did they <laughs> trap
1: I, I don't understand.
0: Cause he was uh,
1: No, what I mean is like I don't understand how he did it as revenge for being disassembled How he did it as a
0: disassembled android Well, that's the thing, that's the weird chronology And I have to assume that he saw it coming And he maybe led the thing, and then they realized that there was a big trouble. That's why the kids drew pictures of the (laughs) snowflake. And then they were like, we gotta turn this guy off.
1: But, oh, I, I wish, wish we were doing this right now. They
0: they be, I wonder how, they how different the podcast were. would be if we were to. The doing.
1: entire colony was terrible at
2: drama.
0: <laughs> 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 Shouldn't we just leave stuff <laughs> in the logs? No, no, I, I got these... These are... Uh, Can't we just use the scans that we're taking? No, I got these art. I just replicated all these art uh, supplies. I really want to get them. I just
1: took this test where I drew a turtle and a parrot. (laughs) I'm really good at this. Don't worry. A A turtle, a parrot, and a pirate. This Remember will, that? Send sure. away for your free drawing. <laughs> sure.
0: This will be so much uh, so much more effective oh my God. than just saying what. It how is, much longer is this This is, is another two minutes. Okay, I, I think we can okay. slow it down. Uh, it's very funny. Okay. <laughs> it's really. <laughs> we may put that up uh, if we ever have a website, which. It Maybe at some point in the near future maybe around season be a two fun thing for someone to animate we're just going to start a kickstarter for a hundred thousand dollars and if anybody wants us to build a website um you know that'll just, be 150 That <laughs> how much it costs to build a website sure i don't know anything about the internet um
1: that's uh, very f- you know the uh pirate drawing test we did wrong. that we did that and then two weeks later yeah mystery science theater the new episodes came out and they did a
0: run on that. Wow. Same
1: exact fucking test.
0: That's your cohort How, from Nerdist, right? But isn't that very strange? It is strange. You it's think very... that they listened? No, this was
1: done... They did that before we recorded and I didn't I know. See. I didn't... Anyway, I'm just saying it's crazy that that was in the ethos. That is crazy. It's a random thing.
4: Um
0: so there is guess what the time code is andy 33 38 holy crap it's longer Uh uh-huh i cut out like four letters all right i'm bad at this is is what i think i already said it i'm bad at i'm bad at editing people's letters i already said this um so uh (laughs) to make it even longer we don't have to do it this week Matt, so I'll let, he's giving me the big. Well, no, I'm like, what the what mac- don't we have to do this week? What was like, your we post- don't have to do this this week, but I was uh, we had talked about um, you know giving a shout out to our 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 fans that uh, give us five stars on iTunes. Oh uh, yeah, for sure. Should we do it? Okay, and you know this can get its own uh, its own brief uh, theme song if anybody has an idea. Five t- five stars. Um, do you have a, do you have a more clever Star Trek themed? name for the segment think about it no i don't all right well uh, tweet in your suggestions um informative and entertaining five stars from rp donald thank you so much for this podcast the episodes are so much better than the early episodes of tng (laughs) i appreciate the guys experience they bring from their own careers and matt's geekdom listening to and become a podcaster is so great (laughs) sorry it's taking so long rp donald (laughs) Um, he'll get there i'm working on it uh, I love Star Trek from Koog 209 Five stars. I've listened to my fair share of Star Trek podcasts. This is by far my favorite. Matt Myra has never disappointed. Oh, that's wrong. But thank you for the sentiment. <laughs> ZK Swift writes, guys... Guys. Keep it up, guys. So good, guys. Love you, (laughs) guys. Oh, no. You especially, Matt. Guys. Oh, no. Uh, Charming. Uh, Melia Q. Uh, Five stars. I would listen to Matt talk about anything. Andy Sakuna is quickly becoming a new favorite. I've never watched Star Trek, contrary to the other thought that Uh I said. Uh, But I'm incredibly entertained listening to them process each episode. I have a theory, says Redshirt232. Five stars. The first uh, season of Star Trek TNG uh, was made so that 20 years later, these guys could make fun of it. Um, And uh, I will end with um, Comfortably Funny. uh, Comfortably Funny, I like it. From Wolf Girl. Matt and Ed are so relatable. (laughs) i love it i was like hey (laughs) all right whatever she gave us five stars i don't care so go to itunes give us five stars tell us your positive thoughts um or give us five stars and tell us your negative thoughts whatever you want (laughs) great all right andy that's it it is time for everyone's
1: favorite part of the show we're gonna get into episode number production number 119 aired the week of March 14th, 1988, where the number one song was actually this. That's right. America was being Rick Rick Astley. Uh... This is really "Bonfire of the Vanities" by Tom Wolfe, still number one, Andy. That's
0: right. I'm taking you, your whole thunder. I'm sorry. that's okay. I don't care. You can do it. Uh, are you? Uh, somebody did write to us. A very nice uh, rundown of our of our order, and um, he said that you do the book. Do you generally do the book, or you I do just do like the it? book? Yeah. All right. Great. Anyway, Kylie Mano continued her stranglehold. This comes from Matthew Kirk, who's been sending us wonderful breakdowns every week of what happened. Um, she continued her stranglehold on the UK's airwaves with I Should Be So Lucky. She keeps hanging in there. Uh, the first large-scale observations observer, observance of Pi PI Day was organized by Larry Shaw at the San Francisco Exploratorium, where he worked as a physicist. Participants marched around one of its circular spaces and consumed fruit pies. That sounds like an amazing event. The Johnson South Reef skirmish between the Chinese and Vietnamese naval forces took place on the hotly contested Spratly Islands in the South China Sea. China sunk very several Vietnamese vessels before occupying six islands in the chain. Both current uh, NBA superstar. Uh, Steph Curry. Steph Curry. Steph Curry. And actress Sasha Gray. Oh, actress is generous. Oh, come on. She was in a Steven Soderbergh film, wasn't she? Uh, the girlfriend experience. Haven't seen it. Heard it was good. Uh, born this day, while veteran 70s porn star. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Actress Sasha Gray, the porn star, John C. Holmes.
1: <laughs> See what I'm saying? No,
0: I, if you're going to do that, then John. I think it's not fair.
1: John also could have been called He up. probably was in some legitimate film at some point. Is, no, anyway. Sasha Gray, uh, very talented.
0: Oh, John C. Holmes died at the age of 43. I didn't know that. Yeah, fascinating story. Too We're not going to tell it here. Too much. messing around for that guy.
5: Uh so it's breakdown. so
1: happy Rick had a resurgence because he just seems like such a nice
0: young man. You not uh, not a particular fan of myself. But, uh, of Rick Asley? Yeah. As a human being? As a, as a musician. As a music personality
1: uh glass houses Andy you know I have not I've been glass very, houses
0: very few number
3: one hits. we all know
1: about we all know about your failed album
0: <laughs> It's another Kickstarter I'm working on and I'm gonna do it much cheaper guys
1: <laughs> every uh, he released a concept album where every uh, what he did was he did a bunch of uh, parody songs. But he would take everything and put Secunda into the title. It was crazy. So, like, he did a cover of Queens Under Pressure. It was called Secunda Pressure. Uh, uh, <laughs> he comes from the land down. Secunda was, of course, man at work. It's a weird uh, ability
0: you have. It's really impressive,
1: I gotta say. He just... If you can find it, it's its out there somewhere. Uh, it's called... Uh, uh, Secunda Secunda
0: stories? Secunda the blanket.
1: (laughs) Uh, Secunda to none? (laughs) Secunda to none. Folks,
0: tweet in your own uh, Secunda
1: This is, a, this is a very This is a, this is a tiny bit This is you're a flash gonna, in the
0: pan you know, I have a feeling you're this not a gonna moment gonna This is why people it. listen to the podcast we'll uh, Alright guys Coming oh. of age Oh sorry go ahead The last thing is Time Magazine features Superman on the cover Celebrating the 50th anniversary Of the beloved comic hero That's
1: Alright So March 14th 1988 My dad's birthday March 14th This year my dad turned uh 30 Seven years old.
0: Happy birthday, Mr. Myra.
1: Happy birthday, John Myra. Uh, so this episode was directed by Michael Vijar. Not Vijar. Vijar.
0: Did a great job, in my opinion.
1: Yes. With what he was given. Um, really? I, I just feel really feel like thing. I'm coming at this episode hard.
0: I know. It's really... I think it's going to be a very... This is going to be a very the, spicy episode. It was the way I was. I really enjoyed this
1: episode. I'm glad
0: you had a good time with it.
4: I
1: really did. All right. The episode synopsis we're reading from Star Trek The Next Generation Companion. This is the second revised edition. As Wesley prepares to beam down to Relva 7 uh, to take his long-awaited entrance exam to Starfleet Academy, Picard's old friend Admiral Quinn beans up for a surprise business that, won't, that he won't explain, a tough interrogation of the captain's senior's officers. Meanwhile, Wes consoles his friend Jake, who didn't make the final cut, and begins his grueling challenge while meeting with other candidates. He's in a neck-and-neck race for the single Academy open slot, and he's nervous about the infamous psych test. Picard, along with Riker and the crew, grow increasingly bitter over the demeanor of Remick, uh, Quinn's probing aide. But the Admiral won't talk until he's ready. He suspects a conspiracy is growing within Starfleet, and he had to test Picard's loyalty before offering to make him a Commandant of the Academy picard is flattered but wants to think it over in the meantime wesley returns rejected his success on the psych test gave him food for thought but he came in a close second in the competition after consoling wesley and saving a dejected runaway jake from a near fatal shuttlecraft picard decides to stay on board let me tell you about this episode
0: by the way it was so
1: apparent that you were picking up the pace
0: (laughs) happens I don't uh, I don't know that nothing I I don't know that I agree with in that.
1: this episode.
0: I don't I don't buy it.
1: It's the equivalent of a ship in a bottle episode. Uh-huh. On board the Enterprise, the A story. Uh-huh. I guess that's the B story. If the show's called Coming of Age, it's going to be the B story is the Picard stuff. Okay. There is no there's nothing learned. There is nothing interesting about it Uh uh-huh we're just getting a rehash of all the times that he broke the fucking prime directive like it's like all stuff that we've seen in the first 17 episodes of the show that they're just talking about
0: well that i won't disagree that it is in some ways a clip show without clips but um but i think i feel like a lot of stuff happens that i'm it's very interesting to me that that you were not you were not intrigued by the starfleet uh, um, acceptance pro application process? You know what process? I've never
1: enjoyed? What? It weirdly, as much as I like day-to-day how a starship runs situations, I've never really cared about Starfleet Academy um, or how the Academy works. Uh-huh. And in episodes that where they go to Starfleet Academy, I often find them to be not as interesting. However, one of my favorite episodes takes place at Starfleet Academy. So... I, Take that with a grain of salt.
0: This was not at Starfleet Academy. No. What, that, that was odd. So I guess the application processes happen all over the universe?
1: Apparently. If they're only giving one spot on this planet. Oh, is this for the planet? To five people? Oh, I didn't, I didn't no, process that. No, I don't think that. it's the planet. I just think it's like this facility, this Starfleet facility. I assume there's st- all over the galaxy. I assume all over the Alpha Quadrant uh-huh. there are Starfleet facilities where one candidate is going. So they have four people. One of them is going to go from each facility. To be assigned at that facility? No, to end up at Starfleet Academy. This is the entrance exam. But why is Wesley from
0: that facility and it's not just a bunch of people from the ship?
1: I think Wesley just happened to be in the area and Picard called in a favor.
0: I don't know. Seems weird. Whatever the case... It's all very weird. I did like the process. Well, Um, I mean,
3: let's hear what they were up to. All right. Captain's log, stardate 41416.2. We're orbiting Relva 7, where Wesley Crusher is about to be tested for entrance into Starfleet Academy. And to my great surprise, I have just learned that my old friend, Admiral Gregory Quinn, is on Relva 7 and has requested to be beamed aboard the Enterprise immediately.
1: I did like the uh, beaming exchange.
0: Yeah, I did too. You know, uh, interestingly, there was, a, uh, there was a scene that was excised um, right at the beginning where, uh, where Wesley is uh, given a little birthday party. And I was reading the description of the scene, and it just sounded like it was delightful. Um, I don't know if it's delightful, but I did find it, and I wondered if you maybe wanted to read it. Uh, to our to our fans, you found the scene. I found the scene in the original script.
1: I wonder if it's on the DVD. Is it on the Blu-ray? Is it a deleted scene?
0: It's it's on oh oh I don't know because if they shot it, they must have it somewhere. But anyway, I don't know if they shot it. I think they took it out. And it later. happens interestingly in uh, twenty the twenty-one forward lounge before they they came up with ten forward. Unless I'm trying to think of where
1: one. 21 forward would be, that would be at the right underneath where the star drive meets the deck of the uh, Enterprise. So if it's 10 decks down, the deck at the back, where's the at deck? The neck. So this is essentially the neck of the Enterprise, from the saucer section to the star drive. Oh, because if you think about deck 10 forward being the front, yeah, then deck 20 would either be the captain's yacht or the first deck in the star drive.
2: The captain's
0: yacht. Yeah.
1: He has a yacht? At the bottom of the at the bottom of the Enterprise. Oh, so. it's
0: called a yacht.
1: No, it, it's a yacht. I mean it, it it's never seen in the show, but it it's a it's its own ship that will detach and that's theoretically what the captain takes is a shuttle.
0: This is separate from the saucer. Yes. Do you
1: did you see Star Trek Insurrection?
0: I don't know if I did actually.
1: Okay, well, he I'm takes sorry. the captain's yacht in that.
0: Okay. Well, I look forward to seeing that <laughs> someday.
1: Was that a spoiler, America? I don't feel like that
0: was a spoiler.
1: <laughs> I just I want yeah. to be. No, I feel he like you asked that was the question about the captain's Yacht. I really want to answer. I'm
0: I'm a I'm a curious person. So what are you going to do anyway? Do you want me to? Uh, maybe I should. Do you want Do you want to try and give this a whack? Or you Do wanna, you
1: have uh, Do you have it available? Can you send it to me? How are we
0: going to do this? I can send it to you right now. Um, I'm just going to talk about. Oh, Matt and I are friends. We uh This is an interesting thing he's doing. You know right what now. we I got feel like he might be killing time. <laughs> I just sent it to you. We um when we, we went to DeFara's, by the way, to talk about New York a little bit. And um and we, it was and did, Matt yeah. ate six slices of pizza. I sure did. Seven slices of pizza. And I could have eaten more. We got two whole pies, one with pepperoni, one without. And uh and I was the one that had to slow us down because Dory requested that we save some slices for her. And uh, we did Did she ever eat any? She did She ate two of them I ate the third one I ended up having seven Did they hold up? They did I had mine the next day Having not been refrigerated very proud Of taking him to the best pizza in the world And uh, Matt was non-communicative And I asked him What do you say? And what did you say, Matt? Best pizza in the world?
1: Best pizza I've had in New York
0: Uh Uh-huh Because why?
1: I've had better pizza
0: And where have you had better pizza? Boston Uh Uh-huh this really seems to me to bi- be a biased yeah. issue. You come, you come <laughs> with me. This is Boston boy versus New York boy, and you I feel like... You come with
1: me to Pizzeria Regina, you'll be singing a different tune.
0: I cannot imagine. The original
1: Regina, not any of these chain Reginas they got. All right, whatevs. All right, fade in exterior space, the Enterprise. Orbiting the planet Relva 7, oh, I think we can
0: skip over the... Uh, oh, uh, the Jake part? Yeah, I think we can go right to the Deck 21 Forward Lounge. Uh, I don't see that Following It's the next scene It's following uh, Mom I can't be late And then Beverly says Don't uh, worry You have time Uh, Interior Deck
1: 21 forward lounge A large cake With 17 burning candles Is in the center of the table It says Happy 16th birthday And good luck Wesley The whole bridge crew Waits around the table As Wesley enters With Beverly He's touched, embarrassed, and wants to get out of there.
0: Happy birthday, Wesley. That's right, Thanks, everybody. But it's not until next month. Close enough. Now Troy speaks. You won't be here next month. <laughs> <laughs> After you pass the entrance exam, you'll be on your way to Starfleet Academy. Beverly.
1: Go on, make a wish. Wesley closes his eyes, thinks a moment, then blows out the candles. Everyone claps. As he, makes his, as he makes the first cut, Troy takes over and cuts the cake for everyone, handing pieces to Riker and Wesley.
0: I wonder if they were going to do like a laser cutter or some special thing. Probably. You'll breeze through those tests. I hope so, sir. I know so. I remember how tough it was for me. He pauses, reliving the fear, then smiles at Wesley. But you got brains <laughs> and family tradition and actual experience.
1: I wish I felt that, sure. Now Andy is Jordy.
0: (laughs) I was scared to death the whole time. But it's good for you. Uh, Keeps your adrenaline going. Not that that you'll need it, Wes. Another angle. Troy hands pieces
1: of cake to Data and Worf.
0: Do you want to tackle Data?
1: Uh, Sure. Thank you. Humans are fascinating. They celebrate the passage of time with such joy until a certain age, and then it becomes a topic of some discomfort. I suppose it is because each birthday is another step towards inevitable death. Do Klingons observe birthdays, Worf? Klingons
0: are born, live as warriors, and die. Then how do you know how old you are? I don't. Do you know? I have no age. Data stares at Beverly, who's standing uh, next to Picard. Is there something wrong? No, I sip them
1: now, Data. Again, it was just Beverly, and I'm now Data. No, I'm simply trying to understand the celebration of aging. And how old were you when Wesley was born, doctor? Beverly shoves a piece of cake at him.
0: Have some cake, Data. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs>
1: it was Beverly, not Troy. I don't understand, <laughs> sir. You're why? Down her dirt dumb voice. You never ask a woman her age, Mr. Data.
0: I am very confused, sir.
1: Some customs will never
0: change. Acting. This is Tasha's calm voice. Acting, a crusher. This is a transporter room. She's being insane. We are ready? <laughs> we ready to moved down to Relva 7.
1: Thanks for the party, everyone, and the good wishes.
0: Uh, Tasha's voice again. Captain Picard?
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. No. I just got distracted and lost it. Picard here. <laughs>
0: We have received a communication from Ralph 7 that Admiral Gregory Quinn is about to be aboard, sir.
1: Admiral Gregory Quinn? Why wasn't I informed earlier, Lieutenant
0: <laughs> We just received a request, sir. I'm Card- on my
1: way to transporter room. Lieutenant Number One.
0: Cardinal. I read, read those backwards. That's <laughs> alright. Out of the door. That's it.
1: Omitted. Guys, I hope you enjoyed our reading. That will never happen again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> look it's uh it's a show in evolution i thought it might be interesting i think it would be
1: if you had told me about it and we could have figured out who had what lines oh
0: you uh, feel like we didn't deliver it correctly. yeah uh-huh. yeah
1: okay yeah. Well, I mean, it was bad I, yeah. I would like to do that again in the future. i will
0: say matt whenever i try to prepare anything with you in advance you're like yeah we'll just deal with it on air that's true so what are you going to do? But the, uh, the I will say, well, I think the if, description if, of the scene... If we were to kickstart this for
1: $100,000, <laughs> I think maybe we could really just schnazz it up.
0: Look, when I'm a crossover millionaire... I hope you are. You're going to really be sorry.
1: Someday. Um, Someday, Jennifer. Take that car up to the lake. The truck, sorry. Fuck.
0: Where's that from? Back to the Future. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, history going to change...
1: Four. Yeah, let's quote Back to the
0: Future. (laughs) Also, give to our Back to the Future crossover with, what should we cross it over with?
1: I don't know, Time Cop.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The huge Time Cop audience will (laughs) (laughs) will pay us to do that. All right.
1: Um, Let's talk about this episode. All right. So what's happening here is there's there's an admiral who uh, supposedly is friends with Picard, but there is no warmth. Whatsoever from the Admiral. There is uh, only weirdness, and uh, I just here's, the, here's, their, here's their interaction.
3: Sir? Allow me to introduce my staff. First Officer William Riker, Chief Medical Officer Beverly Crusher, Chief of Security Natasha Yar. Well, what can That's we do for I've you? I've heard Natasha. I need to speak with you certainly this way number one alone is this a personal matter official business well then my first officer alone
0: captain riker is p-o'd
1: very the like to me watching this i haven't seen this episode again in many years mm-hmm. but watching this with the with this act break i just was like Fucking get over it, Riker.
0: That is true. I didn't like. It seems like that's that your act
1: break. Is that Riker's upset? <laughs> Riker would let the, the captain wouldn't let him come to the meeting. <laughs> I mean, it's just like fucking. Calm I think the down. suggestion,
0: Matt, is that uh-huh. something big is going down. Oh
1: no, I think the suggestion is why aren't I in that meeting? <laughs> I have things to add. <laughs> All right, so. I didn't mean to pick it up here or It's They're entering the ready room That's okay. what you're hearing
6: Commander Remick Is with the Inspector General's office Oh He'll be conducting a full investigation Of the Enterprise
3: What are you looking for?
6: I have reason to believe that there may Be something very wrong on this ship Tell me what you suspect It's inappropriate to discuss it at this time ceramic starfleet is counting on you you will find out what is wrong on this ship yes sir
7: nothing and no one will stand in my way so
1: the casting of this gentleman yeah not a very intimidating person no and he has kind eyes (laughs) so like i could not get i couldn't i didn't hate this person (laughs) Well, it's interesting. I just like he's. I'm like, oh, he's an adorable man trying to do a job that is above his pay grade. I
0: will. I won't dispute it, and I will say at the end when he takes his turn and he realizes that this is actually a really competent, uh, you know, uh, straight ahead, awesome crew. And he's like, you know what? I want to be part of this crew. When when Picard almost gives the near eye roll, yeah, which is a great take from uh, from Patrick Stewart, but it's still just like, oh, Jesus, this fucking guy. <laughs> um, I kind of felt bad for him. Right. Totally.
1: I, I, that, that was all I was thinking while I was
0: watching it. Yeah. He just wants to be on the Enterprise.
1: He just has a very, uh, this guy has a very Secunda-like quality to him. All right. I, I'm not sure how to take
0: that. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> Um, so here's uh, Wesley. <laughs> here's Wesley, and I don't know uh, you're saying a kind quality or a weak quality, or <laughs> what do you mean? What is that? What are you getting at?
1: <laughs> I'm saying that if uh, you are just balding, <laughs> or what are you? I'm saying about? that if you were professionally acting in 1988, uh-huh. there's a good chance it was down to you and him, uh-huh. and of course he got it.
0: I accept that the Weasley guy would have definitely it would have been me or him, the guy that's 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 antagonizing yeah. people the entire yeah. episode and doesn't seem to really have power to back up his station. Um, now we come to this
1: Wesley having beamed down to this star base, I'm guessing, mm-hmm. um, to and meet the people he's competing with okay. for the one the one single entrance slot for Starfleet Academy. Now, having seen this show for many years and having understood Star Trek inside and out, what boggles my mind is the fact that people like Worf passed this test. It is is very interesting. People like, and I don't mean that Worf's dumb. I just mean that Worf is not someone who's going to sit there and deal with trick questions about intermix ratios for warp drive
0: right and also on the other side of it um although i guess there aren't that many real physical challenges do they uh, do they reference that there seem to be no physical challenges they've got to be although i think dwarf right? could have dragged both bodies out well that is a valid question that's a valid but they probably would have given him a different test I know. right but well, he um, talks
1: about it with wesley
0: right Right, so, what
1: was his thing? I forget, but we'll get there. Uh, so this is, this is Wesley meeting the other four people uh-huh. uh, that he's having the uh, Academy entrance exam with. Or
0: is it the? Yeah, I guess
1: it's the entrance exam,
0: right? I don't know. You know better than me. It's
4: a flex coordinating sensor unit.
8: I'm Oliana Moran, one of the other finalists. You must be Wesley Crusher.
0: Yeah. Is that the Vulcan? No. Do you know me?
8: Oh. I heard there was a very smart very young man who'd be tough competition
4: (laughs) well you wouldn't be here
8: if i weren't smart i know but there's a lot more to it than just that you're lucky you've had practical experience she's very
1: good by the way oleano really i think she's very good i think she's very because the character she's playing to me Uh uh-huh reads as and maybe she's playing it very wrong and she's terrible yeah. But the character she's playing to me reads as someone who's not confident whatsoever mm-hmm. who is smarter than she uh realizes and is just I think just a I think very nervous. Like she's playing this very nervous. She, it seems to me.
0: I I feel like she is in keeping with a a rising um amount of female vague vaguely romantic interest type women on the show or men who uh who every line sounds like they're they've they've been adr'd and like they're speaking from another room and their voices are kind of just going back to home soil and hearing the other character just it just sounds flat and kind of robotic to me
1: interesting
0: so we had two different takes on that actress
1: uh guys i uh I, i had the email open so i could get that script from andy so i'm
0: sorry uh-huh. but, but it's somehow it, my fault again yeah vulcan
8: Tashanika Vulcano vulcan Aracar.
4: wesley crusher of the enterprise
8: you do not look as if you meet the age
4: requirements i'll be 16 next month
8: well, happy birthday
7: excuse me
4: i'm wesley crusher mordock mordock
0: so- yeah, do you have a Mordok? question about Mordok? I don't have a question on the Mordok. The
4: who constructed the Mordock strategy? I thought you were already in the academy.
0: No.
7: Only a hopeful. Like.
0: Go, go ahead. Uh, my, my statement was going to be uh, one of the thing. many things I liked about this episode. This is one of the, uh, you, you got a couple of aliens that are really like elaborate makeup, but very clever and interesting. And mm-hmm. I think Mordok is one of them. And I think you compare him to those terrible, like, dog and lizard ambassadors or snake ambassadors, and it was just like, this is a totally, you can see his expressiveness. They got the cool steam thing, and I don't know what it does, but uh, I buy it. I liked it.
1: All right. I liked that makeup as well. I think it was a very good, uh, Was it must have been Westmore, right?
0: You're, you're out of my depth.
7: Here he is. Finalists, please take your seats. Thanks. I'm Tech Officer Chang. Welcome. You are here because you are all top candidates. Why did I just get. Although only one that? student will be chosen for the Academy, you have shown from the preliminary testing that any of you. Could easily qualify. Now, this may be the most difficult, exhausting experience of your life. And the most exciting challenge. Expect the unexpected. Did they invent that? Copyright Star Trek. (laughs) May you all do your best.
1: (laughs) All right, so... It is, it, the whole concept of, like, you don't know when you're being tested Yeah, is uh, tired to me.
0: Because they did it in Star Trek 2? No, they didn't do it in no. Star Trek 2. No. We didn't know that she was being tested Savick. Right. Right. Where was it? What has it been tried? I don't
1: know. Or? I just feel like it's a, a thing that, like, uh, it didn't. That this aspect of the story didn't sit great with me.
0: That's, uh, just, that's, that's I like the thought. idea that it was a it was a test that was an emotional test to see how you would deal with things. Mm-hmm. Um, it creeped me out slightly that, that Starfleet is accumulating information about your mental and emotional weaknesses to test. Yeah, but. it
1: seems like a crazy thing that, like, in the society that is established in Star Trek in the twenty third century. Uh, 24th century um, it doesn't seem like something
0: they would do to people it kind of made sense to me on this level when you look at the original series Mm -hmm. Kirk is not the smartest one on the ship yeah by far correct Um, his if if you say anything his main ability is perseverance he always figures out a way to win, which is it was called out in Star Trek too. Yeah. And I think that is the thing that they're testing for with the emotional tests, and that's why it sort of makes sense to me. It's sort of like we're going to find your weakest emotional spot and see if, by force of will, you can, or and cleverness, you can overcome it.
1: Maybe I'd also see. I feel like they're not big. They're not bringing in a big enough pool.
0: Of, of, of contenders of applicants. or applicants sure. or whatever I, I well that I think that's probably a budgetary issue that, that they didn't that no, doesn't, I, that strikes us
1: to have four people like I, I just think to say that you're getting one spot it just seems crazy
0: but having all these people sort of having these four people beat many other people on their road there
1: yeah but I want I just don't
0: like the fact that they're only allowing whatever let's talk about just as a side note, Wesley uh, Wesley holds her his out the chair for the girl. Yeah. And it struck me, is that still done in the 24th century? Seems like that's a little bit of a... No, I feel like... A gender distinction
1: that shouldn't exist in the future. I feel like Beverly Howard would have taught him to do that.
0: Is that her original name? Yeah. Why are you calling her Howard?
1: Because I feel like that, her as a person. I see. From her birth to her
0: she would have death. taught him to be a little gentleman yeah all right I nice find it you know, she's I Irish. find it I find it questionable because I she's believe Irish. the intention of of uh, the vision is that the sexes are treated as completely equal mm-hmm. and therefore even that level of politeness wouldn't uh, wouldn't still apply but whatever well
1: they're completely even this crew should be made up of half women and it does not seem to be
0: no, is that true?
1: Doesn't seem to be, does it? Although I, I guess know. this this Starfleet class is. It's
0: a good question. But they only take a a I I guess what we can assume is a male. Who knows? knows? We don't know. We don't know what Mordek is.
1: All right, let's hear some uh, Starfleet investigations.
0: Okay. Under data.
1: There's a. Uh Nothing much to see
8: here, Commander. We're in a standard orbit and, uh, the station has to be manned, even if it's
6: just routine. Something I could help you with, Mr. Remick?
3: When I'm ready, Mr. Riker, I'll want to speak with you. Privately.
6: Commander,
4: just having that guy around makes me feel guilty. What's he after anyway?
6: I don't know, Geordie, but I'm going to find out right
1: now. I bet you are. Oh, this is an interesting scene.
0: Well, the one we just watched?
1: No. Well, so let's comment on this.
0: The only thing I want to say about that one is uh, I would think that you would like that stuff because it talks about uh, protocols and, uh, oh, you know, I don't have to, you know, technically we don't need somebody here, but it's protocol to have someone manning the station. Sure. Seems like a classic. But this investigation of his seems, uh, what is he doing? He's standing around watching them work? Uh Uh-huh. What for? Well, it does point to a larger issue with as with with the episode as a whole, which is I was interested in this plot. I was like, "Ooh, there's something going on." They're like really digging and they're trying to pin something on Picard. What's happening? Uh, it does have the flaw that obviously I'm guessing this is a joiner episode and that it's going to turn into something later, most likely. Yeah. So. Um, I don't consider that a spoiler, guys, because it's pretty obvious. Um, but uh, uh, so something is tearing at the fabric of Starfleet. We never mentioned it again. <laughs> so I kind of was like, "Ooh, they're getting." And by the way, is this the first serialized moment? Yeah, pretty much. So I'm I'm completely on board for making the, making the Next Generation serialized. Um, in retrospect, uh, however, that does by necessity make this a weaker episode because you're not building to a big reveal Um, you know when I was watching this
1: it engaged me I just was like holy shit is this a two-parter should Andy and I watch both of these and then I didn't realize that this is not continued for a few episodes so
0: you know what's interesting is this is this is the first episode that Maurice Hurley took over Mm -hmm. Um, Gene Roddenberry had left and uh, and I think it said that uh, Hurley had personally paid for a holiday for Roddenberry and Major Barrett on the understanding that he would take over while they were gone. And then upon his return, Roddenberry opted to leave Hurley in charge of the writing staff. I'm guessing because he was completely irritated. But to me, mm-hmm. there is a marked difference of sure-handedness in this episode and that the scenes dramatically seem much more satisfying and that the turns are more interesting. Um, so it's very interesting to me that for you, it's it felt like a, an episode where nothing... And I think that's from Chaos on Bridge, by the way. Uh, that for you, nothing seemed to be happening. Uh, yeah. That's how I feel. <laughs> well, I can't argue with that.
1: <laughs> I mean, it, it just... I think it. what annoyed me so much about this is that, like... We're investing so much time in these two stories that ultimately go nowhere. Uh There is no arc to them. Uh There's no arc to Wesley takes a test, Wesley doesn't pass the test. There is an arc to that. If Wesley takes a test, Wesley doesn't pass the test, Wesley deals with not passing the test, Wesley then does something else. That's more of the story to me. This whole having the whole episode be him taking the test... Following that up with with the whole investigation into Picard where it's – or investigation into the Enterprise where we then find out, ah, eh, just fucking with you. I want to make sure you're cool.
0: But that isn't what it is at the end. It's, I mean, yes, it's to make sure you're cool, but it's really yeah. to say I no. need to make sure you're cool because there's a massive problem.
1: Yes, but – Again, since it's not addressed and we just go about fucking star trekking for the next four episodes. Well, I will say this. It's
0: ridiculous. I will say this. you, I think you were correct. I was satisfied with the episode, but I think you were correct in terms of strict, responsible storytelling. Th- the Wesley story is clearly set up as the B story. And the investigation is set up as the A story, but the A story has no end. So by necessity, that should have been the B story, right. and then you should have had a bigger A story.
1: But there is no... I think there is no arc to either of these stories. What? So you're, here's here is how this flows. You got Picard. Yeah. You got the... Everyone's on their toes yeah. because there's some investigation having on the Enterprise. Right. No one finds out until the fifth act of this that uh, we were just fucking with you. You know, I just want to make sure you're cool. I want to recommend you for a really cool job.
0: Right. It's like whoa. which is which is similar, I guess, also to Home Soil, where the where the where General Gogol is set up as the villain. Yeah, and then at the end, you realize he totally, wasn't the villain. It's just, the villain was no one. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I really enjoy. I felt like, to me, dramatically, there. Are, the the way that it's just like a, uh, a clinic, a acting clinic that Patrick Stewart puts on in this episode. Yes, Patrick Stewart I feel does like he's he given the ball. 100%. When doesn't he? I know that, but I feel like in this episode it was really given. He's being slowly irritated. He's have to be put back on his heels uh, to bow down to a person who is his friend and superior. And, and sort of, you know, give over to this, 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 this humiliating investigation of his crew and, his, and himself. And so that's interesting to watch. And then he's slowly getting more irritated. And Riker's getting more irritated. And at the end, he sort of has to stand up. And, and, uh, and, and there's a moment of, of heroism where he really illustrates how, you know, what, what an amazing commander he is in an amazing sequence. You can't take away the shuttlecraft sequence.
1: Mm. no he's doing a great job in that sequence but I'm that just sequence saying the is also excitement like, that's that sequence. the other thing too like it's such a wedged in fucking that
0: I agree with it is like, not part of the story is other
1: why do we have to fucking I know we met him just so we could do this but it's just ridiculous although it does come back around at the end so I'm actually going to give the shuttle story How many uh, a break. a break <laughs> oh. I'm giving the shuttle story a break but um, here's the here's here's Riker and Picard okay. at the very beginning of this thing Okay.
6: Captain may I speak frankly always number one as first officer I should be informed I should know everything that you know that's right you should then what's this about Remick's going to turn this ship upside down
3: that's his job
6: and my job is to see that this ship runs smoothly but you do very well Sir, am I under investigation? I don't know. And if you did?
3: I couldn't tell you.
6: I don't understand, sir. This is extremely frustrating.
3: No less for me, but I promise cooperation, and that's what we shall give.
1: Sir. It's just like, what happened there? I'm confused. You confused? Yep. Bye. And then this uh, this very out-of-character moment uh-huh. for Riker. Here, here we go.
0: Okay.
3: I want some answers from you now, Commander Riker. Later. You are ordered to cooperate.
6: But it doesn't interfere with my duties, Remick.
1: Like, just fucking answer the questions and move on with your day, Riker.
0: Yes. Where are you heading? And You're it's storming a bit, out. It's You're... a little bit of smoke and mirrors with the, with the dramatic music. Yeah. It's
1: yeah. so again another part of this episode that I found to be a little uh not my favorite thing in the
5: world. Well,
0: I tell you regarding this issue, uh Matt. Mm.
5: Captain, incoming message. incoming message.
0: We have a uh, a voicemail that came in. Let's listen.
5: Andy and Matt, this is Cosmo in Valley
0: Glen, California. Uh looking forward to next week's podcast, Coming of Age. I love that you guys are playing the trailer for the next episode at the end of each podcast and holy cow, talk about burying the lead. So that trailer focused all on Picard rescuing a shuttle and then Wesley undergoing the tests. Totally buries the lead of Picard being under investigation by his old friend Remick running amok on the ship and uh kind of bizarre having the main a plot totally hidden in the trailer because that shuttle sequence was a couple minutes so that was a really fascinating trailer you guys are doing great work and uh thanks for all your hard work finally someone who gets us <laughs> Cosmo sounded like he was in his morning jog when uh <laughs> He's climbing a mountain. Cosmo does what Cosmo does, bro. Sure, Cosmo. Cosmo was crushing it. Thank you for uh, talking
1: to us. Uh, if, you, if you'd like to voicemail us, Andy has not uh, pulled up the phone number, so I'm. What do you mean? Be. Of course I have What's the number. Andy? What
0: kind of person would I be if I was not prepared for this podcast? I'll tell you something, Matt. <laughs> I have had it with all of your bullshit. I am done. Uh, because here, here's what it is: three two three eight three four. <laughs> Not good at vamping, folks. Eight seven five four. Read That's that again, because you were laughing in the midst of it. Three two three eight three four eight seven five four, or three aft fit ski. <laughs> three aft
1: fit ski. That's right. Uh, please, if you want to leave us a voicemail, we'll play it on the show, and you can be just like Cosmo. That's right. Um Ish.
7: There is only one ratio with matter-antimatter, one-to-one.
8: You both don't know how lucky you are. I can't imagine what it would be like to have things come so easily. I have to push every step of the way.
4: Oh, no, Oliana, it doesn't come that easily. I have to study all the time.
8: It's a good thing you're cute, Wesley, or you could really be obnoxious. See you later.
4: You know what she said, Mordack? She said I was cute.
7: Is that good, Wesley? Yes. I think.
1: This whole thing's played off like the Mordok is the test. Oh, like I didn't this mean whole that. episode, like, that's what I was waiting for for this whole episode. It's like, oh, Mordok should be the test. How are they interacting with Mordok? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's there, is he... You know, he is going to give up. Will they
0: encourage him? What will they do? Uh-huh. Anyway. You know when they did it? Uh, what you're saying is 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 a uh, trodden and ground? They did it in Kingsman a lot. The, uh, the yeah, fake sure. tests. Yeah, sure. But
1: I'm talking long before even the Kingsman. Uh, Esty Chandler, by the way, who plays uh, uh, Oleana. Yeah. Uh, went on to a visual effects career. Handling the effects for movies like Pleasantville, The Long Kiss Goodnight, and Team America World Police.
0: Interesting. Yes. Good for you. Thanks. Not you. Oh. Well, you said good for me. Her. Good for her. Oh. Good for Oleana. Why is it going to be about her? What about me? Because all you did was hit a couple of buttons and look
1: uh, like. <laughs> You know what I like to do sometimes, Andy?
0: What do you like to do? I like
1: to just go into an empty holodeck and <laughs> lean real hard on a wall. <laughs>
0: you had got a lot to think about.
5: Ensign, what are you doing on the holodeck? I thought you were still on Relva 7. I'm finished testing for the day. I've disturbed you. I'll leave.
4: Wait. I thought I wanted to be alone. I guess I don't.
5: How is the testing?
4: Okay, so far. It's not the ones that I've studied for that I'm worried about. It's the psych test. Facing my deepest fear and living through it, trying to figure out what images to bring up.
1: Come, join Starfleet, where you can face your deepest fear and live through it. (laughs) Well, that's the screening process.
4: Guess I want to scare myself. What do you think? Gillian rats? Lightning storms?
5: Do those things frighten you? What about your father, quartered? The psych test is no more or less important than the rest of the process.
4: That's what they said, but I can't stop thinking about it.
5: Thinking about what you can't control only wastes energy and creates its own enemy.
4: How can they know what my deepest fear
5: is when I don't? By analyzing your psychological profile. They were very accurate about everyone I tested with.
1: Psychological profile feels like it's an 80s buzz phrase they decided to throw into the script.
5: Including myself. You...
4: I thought there was nothing that could frighten a Klingon warrior.
5: Only fools have no fear. I'm sorry, that.
4: Lieutenant. I'm asking too many personal questions.
5: It is very difficult for me to depend on anyone for anything. But especially for my life.
4: But on the Enterprise, you do that every day. Everyone depends on everyone else to protect them.
5: Yes, so you overcame it? No. It is still my enemy.
1: With this new extric- So Okay,
0: so we're learning a lot about
1: Worf there.
0: Which I love. I thought that was a great scene. And I understand that it's stupid that, it, that Wesley is just standing there dreamily thinking, what can I do to scare myself? But I think that... the No, I, don't, I think that's a great... You never have seen... Scene. This is the first moment, as far as I'm seeing... Because just a handful of episodes ago, Worf was like a child on the bridge. Yeah. And now he's like realized Wesley's worth and Wesley's metal. And he's, he's talking to him like an adult and really trying to help him. It's a softer side of Worf. We hear, we hear Worf admit that only fools have no fear. Mm-hmm. You, wouldn't, you wouldn't expect that from a We Klingon. also
1: hear him say that he fears depending on others for his life. Uh-huh. Uh, and he decided to join a place called Starfleet. Well, he well, It is a fleet.
0: Uh, well, he, you know, Klingons are they have teams, they have, you know, uh, units I'm not, on team Klingon. What about you? <laughs> I'll always be on team Klingon.
6: <laughs> well, we could eliminate three more bulky machines from cargo space. That's excellent, number 1.
8: Captain, there's
1: an unauthorized entry in
3: main shuttle bay.
1: Unauthorized? Who is it, Lt.? <laughs> <laughs> I love 80s Andy popping in. Just like the way he pops into frame in that scene, Uh, it happens at about 20, with 28 minutes and 39 seconds left in the episode, he swings into frame like, uh, hello, he's like your favorite neighbor on a sitcom,
0: (laughs) unauthorized, hey, good looking,
8: computer reads the ID number of Jake Curland, bridge to main shuttle bay, Mr. Curland, this is Lieutenant Yar, respond
6: isn't that area secured <laughs> not now
5: remick hey he's gonna take this out captain
8: i'm locking off bay launch doors captain
5: too late he's using the flight emergency override smart kid kid
8: he's
3: launching
5: on viewer we
1: i was just in the shuttle
3: lieutenant yard open channel enterprise to shuttlecraft mr curland this is captain picard mr curland
4: Captain, I'm going to Belt 9 to
3: sign on to a freighter, to tell my father I... I'm i sorry. You can tell him yourself, in person, bring that ship back at once. No. I can't face him. I'm leaving. <laughs> Choice. Wish he's what? Captain, he's unbalanced the dilithium reaction.
6: All he's got left is his maneuvering jets, Captain.
8: At this trajectory, he'll enter the atmosphere and burn up at an altitude of 200 kilometers.
1: What do you think of Picard's uh, hand on his face thinking? Um,
0: I enjoyed it. Bothered right. you? Too much? A little bit too much. Mm,
6: little bit too much. A little he's bit too much. Now he's
0: taking even Patrick That's Stewart to, to task track. in this episode.
6: Tractor beam? Not possible. He's too far away for positive lock.
8: He's out of transporter range.
1: Disagree? If you can transport someone from and to the surface of the planet, is he, he not, is
0: not far. He's not farther farther than the planet at this point. No. All right. Well, then yeah, that's ridiculous. How do you know he's not farther than the planet?
1: Because he's going to crash into the planet.
0: Mm. <laughs> You're right.
1: It's ridiculous.
3: Captain, you are completely responsible for that boy's life. Good I got to get out of my way and keep quiet. I will have you removed from the bridge. All right,
0: Patrick. I like the
1: Patrick, Patrick sack.
3: Sack. Usual main viewer. Mr. Curland, I can't get the engine started. What am I going to do? I'm going to crash.
1: Mr. Curland has an impressive amount of highlights in his hair.
0: He sure does. I wonder if they were planning to bring him in as like the dreamier teenage heartthrob like wesley's the the thinking woman's <laughs> the thinking team teen, teen girls guy and she he's the more heartthrobby
6: oh you're asking if they needed to hire a big dumb idiot may yeah. he needs another 50 seconds for the core to cool down before it can restart
3: stay calm jake we'll get you back
2: please help me Great axe break.
1: Can't take the act break away. I take it away.
6: It's no use, Captain. I'm going to die out here. <laughs> He'll need another 30 seconds before he can restart. Irrelevant,
3: sir. Even if he restarts his engine now, he will not have enough thrust to escape.
1: What about the emergency transporter that's
3: on board not the shuttle? Is
0: die out there. Is that true?
1: Yes. You
3: are going to do exactly what I tell you. Now, take the nose of the shuttlecraft and aim it directly at Relva 7. Aim it at Relva? I I can't do that, that's crazy! Do it! But I'll burn up! 28 seconds to impact. Jake, listen very carefully. This is Captain Picard and I'm giving you an order. Aim the shuttle at Relva. Okay. It's done. Good. Now, monitor your speed exactly
1: the lighting in this scene is very harsh if you look at the wide shots of Patrick Stewart you can see the lights reflecting in the um, in the back uh, in the back science station. 0-2-0 zero,
3: zero. I want you to restart the engine and when I tell you pull up 0-0 zero zero speed
0: I also felt like the uh, Captain Ice
4: the show will be right
0: the scenes in the shuttlecraft actually come. struck me as very Battlestar Galactica. Zero and
3: zero even his outfit 009. 012. Six seconds to impact. Hold on, Jake. It's going to be a little bumpy. 015. 019. Restart the engine now. he do it I, I thought
0: he built up enough speed and then bounced
8: her off
0: the atmosphere man am I hard
1: <laughs> <laughs> the fucking like I always thought of Data's fist pump in Generations as the first fist pump in Star Trek
0: yeah it's this guy right it's fucking this guy does Riker have a line at the end that's I'm in love with you because uh, <laughs> <Picard? laughs> he
1: definitely looks at him that way oh my god it's what does he Does he say something yes, is there something next Here, we'll hear it right now okay you're going to hear, uh, what's his name? Kremlach? Kermish? Remick? Remick. I was not, well, I kind of close. Uh, you're going to hear Remick uh, cheer and fist pump, and then you're going to hear Riker's uh, admission of love.
0: Yeah! yeah. Incredible, Captain. <laughs> <laughs> that, should a, that should be a sound bite somewhere. Incredible, Captain. Oh. I ship Ricard that those two are <laughs> where guy's. is it uh, that's my andy's theory support this this week by the way there's one other thing
1: are you going to get there yeah i'll get there all right would you like to hear the test that wasn't a test okay part 1 End of
4: the corridor room on your right 104 excuse me you blocked my path you bogelian slutch rat i'm sorry it was an honest mistake i apologize
7: Is there a problem here, gentlemen? Um, No, sir. I... How dare you? I am Rondon, you despicable melanoid slime worm!
3: Liar! Who do you think you're bullying? You bumped into me.
4: It was your mistake. You were at fault. Do you want this to become violent?
0: (laughs) Great performance by Will Wheaton there. Come on.
7: Friend, I like you.
4: A very strange reaction. Not really. When he raised his hand, I saw that it was webbed, the sign of a Zaldan. But you became hostile. Zaldans are infuriated by courtesy. They view it as a form of phony social behavior designed to cover true feelings. He's Congratulations, never. Congratulations,
7: Mister Crusher. I find will you never that particular incident not very well. Good, given the stuff he's but given. Was this incident deliberate? Do with that? To know how you candidates deal with other cultures other species then it was a test yes not all tests are announced or but they appear to be
1: mm. again I thought a reference to the fact that Morlock over here Mordok whatever
7: Zaldans have webbed fingers
1: was going to be the test listen to this I wouldn't have passed
0: Mordok is super self-pitying <laughs> I would not have passed i Mordak doesn't know uh, what to do. What did Mordak you think of doesn't the, understand flirtation. What
1: did you think of the interrogation scene? Uh, where it's cutting back to him and then turns back and it's a different crew member every time. I like this, that. I
0: loved it. And that's a, the, the, the kind of directorial flair. There's also a later moment. So it's like they basically what we're talking about is you, have, you see, um, who's the one before him? Troy? Or is it somebody else? It's somebody before Worf that he's interrogating and then that happens with each of them it's Data Data Worf uh, and then Crusher and the the screen then, turns around and you see Worf's reflection before yes. you see Worf it's just really nicely directed and then it's Patrick Stewart and then there's a later scene where there's another thing that sort of used a similar theme where Picard's looking out the window at, like he do and uh, and you see um, Will appearing in the reflection mm-hmm. of the window it's really nice um all right. I want to jump in. Oh, can I just say before that scene, um there's a there's a couple of extras that walk by. One in a so cute uh a blue who old school track mini skirt. I just want to I just want to shoot uh, uh uh just a dozen roses around the sun and send them back in time to that lady. She's just cute as a button. Do you see her? I don't her? know who you're talking about. Come over here, I'll show you.
1: And also I think she's this if I remember someone she might being be a, I remember someone being in a skirt but I r- distinctly remember it as being the yeah no that's the next generation skirt
0: I didn't know that they went the skirts went that short in next generation yeah as I mean,
1: well as the scants
0: as we've discussed well the scants very program the scants certainly but I thought that the miniskirts did not but I guess they did I guess that was what what Troy was wearing in the in the first episode yes all right there you go precisely Anyway, 2203. Take a look. Kids, If <laughs> you get
1: out there. Out there. <laughs> it is. Take a know. look. So here's uh, Riker. I mean, here's Picard confronting the Admiral.
3: This has been a strain on our friendship.
6: I know. Believe me, Jean-Luc, I regret that. But it has been necessary.
0: Hmm. Uh, the test. We'll skip over the test. And we'll jump all, over. all I can say before you get off of this guy, uh, Admiral Gregory Quinn was played by Ward Costello. Listen to this guy's backstory. Costello was born in Boston, Mass. Yeah. yeah. He uh, served in the British Royal Air Force and the United States Army Corps during World War II. Following his tour of duty, he worked as a foreign news editor for CBS. Um, he studied acting at the Yale School of Drama um, and, uh, and at the Old Vic and uh, the University of Birmingham in England. He was in Newhart, Lou Grant, Firefox, Project X. I mean, this guy, he did it. And uh, I think all that, that, that war background and everything, that's the kind of gravitas that he was bringing to the part. And you're seeing him face off with Patrick Stewart. And I don't know how you couldn't have been delighted with those scenes. I thought it was really... Like, I, I agree with you in terms of the story the story issues that it, it doesn't it's not building anything because we don't have the reveal at the end this is not i mean none of this episode suffers because of performance i just think the level of quality in this episode was considerably higher yes but it felt like half an episode to me the whole I thing every aspect on the fact of that,
1: these stories felt like half an episode
0: but based on the fact that we've been watching episodes where both the story and the quality are uh true subpar, true i was happy that very true the quality i was don't higher. like
1: i don't I don't want to get me wrong. I don't hate this episode. It's not not an episode I wouldn't watch if
3: I was flipping through the channels. Okay. During this investigation. Continue. I couldn't find what you asked for, sir. I spoke to officer after officer at length. I pried into the ship's logs, and yet I could find nothing wrong except perhaps a casual familiarity among the bridge crew, but... Mostly, that comes from a sense of teamwork and a feeling of family. Oh. I'm sorry, sir. <laughs> oh, buddy. I did my best.
0: I, right. w- I wouldn't have been able to do that part as well.
1: You're dismissed, Commander.
0: All the weaseliness yes. and antagonism I would have nailed. Well,
1: let's hear him. Here we go. Here's the moment.
3: Captain Picard. My tour in the Inspector General's office will be up in six months. When I'm finished, this is where I'd like to serve, sir.
0: (laughs) How would you describe that look from Picard? (laughs)
1: Uh, It's it's a near eye roll. It's a very near eye roll. Don't
6: judge the young man too harshly. He's a good
3: officer. It's not. This is. politics and. uh, I, uh, Talking to my dog. I am not good at politics. Surely there are others who are better suited.
1: All right. Even if I am wrong. Oh, I disagree, uh, Picard. You're very good at politics. You're maybe the best in
0: Starfleet at politics. <laughs> Isn't it diplomacy, though? Is there a distinction?
1: Uh, oh, you're right. I'll take it back. Okay. Uh, so Wesley has a test. I'm, I'm just
0: wondering where your theory is coming. Well, my theory is uh, that uh, Wesley essentially lets Mordok win. And so uh, maybe this, maybe I won't have a theory here, but I Wait, guess... Wait,
1: no, are you, play the, play the... Uh,
0: do what? we got to hear the whole thing? It's just, it's not enough of it. It's just a support of the previous Wesley's uh, psychopath right. theory. So then
1: play one of the, in, the intro or the outro?
0: I'll play the outro. Always oh, the
1: outro. Great, play the outro and then uh, then
0: say your support theory. Shouldn't I play the outro at the end? It's the outro. Well, then say your support theory and then play your outro. Very good. Um, so, can I ask you, Matt Matthew? Yeah, sure. Um, if Wesley gets into Starfleet, mm-hmm. will he hang around the Enterprise, or will he go to Starfleet?
1: If Wesley gets into Starfleet,
0: he doesn't goes he have to Starfleet? go back to Earth? He has to go to Starfleet. Yeah, right. So, how much damage can a psychopath do if he leaves the place where he's causing the most havoc? <laughs> Well, I mean, I feel like he might have
1: a nice shot at taking down the entire Federation.
0: I don't think his plan is in place yet. That's oh, he's developing. He's I think, think that see. he's learning the weak points in the system and the protocols. He's sowing the seeds for some later thing. And you've seen the end of the series, so you would know better. Um, and I feel like uh, he intentionally blows this test. I mean, he hands it to Mordoc. And uh, and the you know the the trainer says, oh well he would have won anyway. But I feel like he's been doing those little adjustments through the whole. Why would he do that, unless it was part of Crazy Wesley's plan?
2: And
8: his theories are very interesting because he's really smart.
1: All right, so you know Wesley's waiting for the psych test, and all of a sudden. An explosion happens in in the environmental lab And he goes to pull him out and try to save him And when he does You're essentially getting the same scene from Star Trek II Where we go lights on And Admiral walks on the bridge So this is Wesley finding out that him Saving a person and letting someone die Was his biggest fear Performance?
4: That was the test Yes A man could have died
7: Theoretically, yes. You had to make a choice, and you did. There's no right or wrong about it. Your greatest fear has been that you couldn't make that decision.
4: Because of my father? Because Cat... Because someone made that choice. And my father died.
1: Okay,
0: sure, whatever. No, not at all. I just did such a strange position of being in this episode. And then here's I uh, I don't feel comfortable. Here's uh, Here's Commander
1: Riker, or should I call him Commander? Never takes a promotion.
0: Is that really a promotion? Running well, Starfleet sounds like a pain Sir? in the ass. Coming an admiral? Yes, Admiral. No well, that's true.
3: Mister Remick has left the ship. Yes, he found nothing wrong on the Enterprise. And you can inform the crew that Admiral Quinn is most impressed. Thank you. They'll be pleased to hear that. Can you explain now what he was after? They were after me, number one. They want me to take over as Commandant Starfleet Academy.
6: Congratulations. What a wonderful choice, sir. You'll be able to shape the minds of the future leaders of Starfleet.
0: Boy, are they going to be in love with you. (laughs)
6: You haven't decided what you're going to do.
3: Yes, I have, Number One. I've decided I'm going for a walk.
1: You to join me? That's a good. That's a good exit line. That is a great exit line. Uh, I, I don't know what to do here. I guess play the.
8: So you'd better be ready next year, Wesley. I won't be easy to beat.
1: This.
0: This is the girl you
1: think is great. Thank
7: well, you, that that line sounds. each of you would make a fine starfleet officer it's unfair that only one candidate from relva will attend the academy this year and a loss to the federation if the rest of you do not return to test again mr. mordock will be the candidate his results were slightly higher than mr. Crush's. congratulations mr. mordock
1: you ladies You're the first benzite in stock. Aren't even mentioned.
7: <laughs> thank you, sir. But if idiot run. Vulcan he over here me. Wesley lost points because he helped me. He should not be punished for his generosity. Mordoc loses again. He lost time, but it wasn't only that. Candidates, thank you. And good luck.
0: Obviously, good luck with your lesser futures
4: it's okay you deserve to win besides you would have done the same for me
7: yes I believe I would
4: congratulations
0: is Mordok vaping yeah
8: well personally I hate losing so you better be ready next year Wesley I won't be easy to beat
1: because I've already Taken the
0: test <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's how We don't know any, How many times Worf took the test Before <laughs> I took the test 578
3: times yeah, I messed up But at least You kept your wits About you out there Don't forget that No well, sir And thank you Thank you for 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 saving my life That's my job Young man Yes, sir.
1: I just like that moment.
0: I like that moment, too. It's, it's, it's Picard in a, in, a, in a way you don't usually see him, which is dealing uh, emotionally with the crew, which we've been told he can't do with children. He clearly can do it with young men. And um, Which would probably make him a pretty good candidate for Starfleet Academy. Yeah, well, I think that's what it's, I think what is on his face a little bit is sort of the, the like, the th- and that's why I think this is such an acting clinic. No,
1: I think it's more, well, for me, what I'm reading from it is Picard thinking in his head, I'm needed here.
0: Oh, interesting. That's what I'm getting. Well, whatever the case, it's, it's a subtle contemplative moment that I think really resonates. And, I'm, and, it's, and to me, it's great. Then you're not disappointed?
3: Wesley, you have to measure your successes and your failures within, not by anything that I or anyone else might think. But, um, if it helps you to know this, I failed the first time and you may not tell anyone. You, you failed? Yes, but not the second time. That's no. a wharf. You are uh, doing the courtesy of joining us at dinner? I and have to disappoint Captain's an old friend.
1: I have to disappoint an old friend. Good line. Love it. I wish we could hear it.
0: Because <laughs> I spoke over it? No,
1: because oh. it's just the audio is like so... It's, just, it's, it's, it's lower strange. than it needs yes, to I be. Yes, I agree. Uh, well, Andy, that's a coming of age. Yeah. Picard stays where he is he sure does and wesley stays where he is yeah but there's trouble afoot matt there is trouble afoot and uh, i can't wait for next
0: week when they finally up oh, nope <laughs> <coughs> well we're not gonna judge just yet because uh we're gonna decide something else first
7: It's the MVC,
6: yeah, the MVC. Only Matt and Andy know who it's gonna be. Will it be Data, Riker,
4: Troy, or Dr. Crusher? Gotta fill the time with something, at least until season three.
1: interesting i think i put my finger on why i don't like this episode that
0: much there's no thinking
1: of this mvc situation usually the mvc of the show so far has been someone who saves the entire crew Uh because the entire crew is at risk Uh or you know it just i felt like the stakes were so low in this episode
0: well it definitely goes to that viewers or or listeners uh point in his email about uh about a lack of drama there there is the 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 ship is never in danger yeah
1: so i mean that being said i guess there was one life that was in danger and and one person saved it and his name was captain john Luc picard
0: i think there's no contest really that
1: is my answer most valuable crew member
0: is Mordok <laughs> <laughs> Mordok doesn't deserve it Oh no Mordok you Mo. do Stop Mordock is out of sativa In his vape <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: So I'm gonna give it to Captain John luc
0: Picard And I'm also gonna give it to Captain John Captain luc Picard
1: I mean I almost The Andes <laughs> Whoa
0: I was gonna say I almost we're, we're working on
2: it Yes
1: I was gonna say I almost could give it to Worf for having that conversation With Wesley Oh
0: interesting
1: You know but,
0: but again, Wesley doesn't get into no life,
1: Fleet. No life at stake. It doesn't really work out. That's true. So we're going to give it to Jean-Luc Picard, both of us. Yeah. I'm sorry. So I talked over the intro to the Andes, where we rate the episode. Uh, I usually go first. Uh, Andy having a lot of struggle with this one, I'm going to give it
0: three Andes. Um, but, uh, and, uh, interesting. Just three. It's just so fascinating. I definitely will say you have convinced me of this. I mean, I knew that story problems were there. And, uh, and even, even the way that they structure um, Remick being turned around on Picard is he's turned around on Picard and then in the next scene he's still hassling Picard. And he really should be turned around on him when he saves the shuttlecraft Correct. and then in the next scene. Right. And so even that story sort of has some problems. So I agree with you on all that. But I enjoyed it. I thought that Hurley seems a little bit more sure handed in this mm. episode. The acting was exceptional. The effects and the, the thing with the shuttlecraft, I thought was amazing. Like, what a great sequence. Yeah, I think the directing and the acting and the visual effects were all great. I love the conversation with Worf. Um, I give it a seven.
1: Whoa. I give it a seven. That might be, this, this will be our biggest discrepancy in the history of the show, I guarantee. Yeah,
7: I think you may be right.
0: That's crazy. Um, and now, Matt, uh, let's take a look at next week's episode.
6: Next time, on Star Trek The Next Generation. Come on, let's go! The crew rescues Klingon fugitives from a war-torn ship.
8: Captain wants those two taken into custody.
6: But these warriors have deadly motives. Join us. No, a sinister plot puts Worf's loyalties to the test.
8: He has a phaser aimed directly at the dilithium crystal chamber.
6: Brother,
3: we have a chance!
6: On Star Trek The Next Generation.
0: Oh boy, Heart of Glory! I again have no recollection. Um, looks great. A lot of Klingons involved. A lot of action. Who knows? Who knows what'll happen? Klingon action, everybody! Hot I guess and heavy. Most of you probably do, but I don't. And Matt apparently doesn't. Nope,
1: no recollection. This <laughs> is that weird period of the first season where I just I check out. You check out? Yeah. Interesting. Or I've, in the past, I've checked out of it.
0: So it's it, that'll but be. But
1: now I'm engaged in watching. So yeah refreshing i just
0: feel like uh it's like we're watching them both for the first time together what if
1: i was asking you a lot of questions about uh you know how you were doing this podcast and i just kept pressing buttons this is what this is what kremlek was doing or whatever the fuck his name is <laughs> oh you're Those podcasting very loud. You're podcasting very loud. i'm gonna tell you that matt
0: <laughs> sorry your bit was very loud
1: oh you're podcasting huh <laughs> Now, what do you do when the podcast is almost over?
0: Well, everybody was appropriately annoyed. Uh-huh. And that's why Matt thinks that I would have been good playing it. Because <laughs> <laughs> that is the effect I have on the people around me. Oh, okay. That
1: computed. Uh, so next week, we got a fun episode with a lot of Klingons. The more, most Klingons we've seen to date. I can't wait. Me? Too. i'm just kidding i can wait me too <laughs> <laughs> just trying uh, to be
0: positive he's not gonna try i'm not well, gonna try either. what's our email address our email address is sttncpod at gmail.com or you can tweet or instagram us at at star trek tnc i already told you about the uh the um number uh, to call for your voicemails and uh please uh, go to itunes and give us Give us a review. We'd appreciate it.
1: Please go to iTunes. Is that review it? us. Give us five stars. If you know, if, if you, you feel like it, us. It's appropriate. If you don't like us, I if get it. If you want
0: the show to continue. I get it. Well, I certainly get
1: you it. You know what? I, I've just had enough with all the negative Nancys out there. I'm out of here. You're being a
0: real Mordock. Oh, Mordock left his, uh, his, his vape thing here. i just trying to disengage.